Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. Um, It's a good one today, isn't it Llewellyn? It is. It's a Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> I love Thanksgiving episodes. Me too. It's like the pinnacle of friends in an episode and it's one of the more memorable Thanksgiving episodes I feel like maybe. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I would hope you would think so too, but you just never know. So, um, well, we're not going to waste a lot of time with a bunch of random info. So go ahead and give us the episode recap. Okay. So this week we watched season three, episode nine, titled The One with the Football. So classic for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Um, I apologize. I'm going to butcher this name probably, but it's written by Ira... Ungleiter, Ungerleiter, I apologize again, um, directed by Kevin S. Bright, and the original air date was 11-21-96. That makes me feel old. <laughs> Very. <laughs> I was like five years old. <laughs> right. Some of our listeners uh, probably weren't born then, though. I was looking at our stats. No. I know this is a sidebar right smack dab in the middle, but like okay. a majority of our listeners are between that like young to 22 which it makes me feel yeah. really um really happy because i'm in my 30s but it's good. and we've got it's... young people who like us so <laughs> right and it's good though because like friends i feel like is always a piece that's so iconic and just timeless that you can watch it at any point and it still makes sense you know yes absolutely anyways back to the episode recap it's Thanksgiving, and the friends start a game of football that reveals some major rivalries and prods a rematch that has serious implications for the roast turkey. Ooh, very nice. Um, all right, well, let's just get right into it. Um, okay, so we get to the soft open, and the guys are watching football on the couch while the girls are cooking. And I feel like this is classic. Oh, 100%. All the time. All the time. You can tell it's midday because football doesn't start until after the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So you have to know that this is – it's way later in the day. And Mm -hmm. it's almost halftime based on part of the scene that we see later. But Phoebe essentially says, hey, guys, don't you think that you could help? This is your Thanksgiving dinner, too. And the guys are like, (laughs) they don't want to get up at all. Right. I feel like guys claim that as, like, that's their post for the day. Like, it's the women's job. Oh, yeah. The women do the cooking. The men watch TV all day. As I say, through grit teeth. And then they cut the turkey <laughs> when we get there because only they are able to cut the turkey. Isn't that, so- <laughs> Isn't that so insulting? You slaved in the kitchen all day and then the guy gets the knife and gets to, like, present it as the head of the household. <laughs> that's so right. insulting to women everywhere. So is, so is. So Monica is giving directions to the girls because, of course, she has to have it exactly how she needs to have it. And she says, you know, Rachel, you got to have it in concentric circles. And Rachel corrects her and she says, no, you want to have it in concentric circles. I (laughs) want to do this. And then shoves a marshmallow up Monica's nose. So gross. But then she, like, like blows it out of her nose. And it goes, I think, I mean, I don't actually see where it lands, but I'm assuming it lands in the casserole. Okay. I, I heard it kind of bounce around on the table. So part of me thinks that the gag wasn't 
that they didn't mean for that to be a thing. But I had the thought that maybe it landed in the casserole and that wouldn't that freak Monica out more? But she didn't react as if that was part of the gag. No, she didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, for those of you who were curious, I googled concentric. Um, and it says having a common center. So as opposed to it kind of spiraling into the middle, she puts one in the middle and then there's a circle of marshmallows around that and then a bigger circle around that. So there's a common center. So there's one marshmallow in the center and then and then like rings around that one. So that is what a concentric circle means. I needed to know because I didn't know what that meant. Did you know what that meant? Or did you get it from context? Um, I think I got it from context. But now that you say it, I definitely want that to be the case on any casserole I have in the future. Yeah, I'm not much of a spiraler simply because as soon as you as soon as that first line, as soon as you circle around once and then you start having to dip under that first line, there's always a gap. Yeah, because like the circle ends. So there's a gap. And so you like what do you cut half a marshmallow to fill it like diagonally I don't know like it just doesn't make sense to me but yeah um so we uh go into the main part of the show and we're at the girl's apartment again and Phoebe finally says you know what I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch one of these episodes and as soon as she sits down Ross is like well halftime and they all all the guys get up and disperse from the living room where Phoebe is now sitting solo um, so they decide, actually, Joey brings up the idea. Hey, guys, let's go outside, throw the ball around, maybe get like a little three on three going. And, you know, uh, I think Rachel seems really into it. Phoebe gets excited because she's um, never played football before. They kind yeah. of have to talk Chandler into it because he's being all mopey about Janice. Um, you know, you have to get over this girl. So Joey really talks him up and gets him to commit and say that he wants to do it. Then we find out that Rachel, being the girlfriend, is like, Ross, do you want to play? And he kind of gives Monica this, this like weird side (laughs) glance. And they're like, um, we, we can't, we can't play football. And then the guys are like, oh, why'd your mom say you can't? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't. And so we get a, a kind of a mini history on on the Geller clan. Do you want to elaborate into their historical background as to why they can't play football? Yeah, so they so they both kind of shyly start talking about the Geller ball and they say it kind of like quietly and my, I think my favorite thing was Chandler's like, "No, you say that proudly." <laughs> yeah. And just cracking up. Um, so they start talking about the Geller ball, which they've had for, I think they said six years they might've mentioned. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but every year, uh, Ross and Monica were the captains. So they got to pick teams Mm -hmm. and basically long story short, they, (laughs) they had an argument on who won the last one. Yeah. Because Monica, in her big, flappy, fat arms, as Ross liked to say. (laughs) So lovingly. (laughs) Yeah, so lovingly. Elbowed Ross in the nose, broke his nose, that caused him to go to the hospital. Yeah. And so their dad called it and ended up throwing the Geller Cup in the lake Mm. because they were being too competitive over it. On who won, who didn't win. Right. 
all of that stuff. So this whole time they're talking about it. I think the I think the best part about the whole story as they were telling it were the little like notes that the friends were saying back to them. Yeah. Yeah, like their little comments. <laughs> yeah, like Chandler's little like, oh, Geller cup. Yeah. And all his little things. And I don't know if you caught this, but I love catching these moments. But Lisa Kudrow mm-hmm. and Jennifer Aniston clearly broke ca- broke character. Oh, did they? At one of the points, like right before they like transitioned scenes, they were laughing so hard that both of them like had to hide their face. <laughs> yeah. It was it was funny. Nice. Um no, that's a good that's a good throwback. Uh, but Monica kind of finally is like, you know what? It's been like twelve years. Why don't we? Why don't we just play? And Ross goes, "Can I see you for a second? <laughs> like, yeah. He's about to lay down some law because he. I mean, remember, he's the parents' favorite, and right. so I think even though the parents aren't there, I think Ross's stance is like, I want to honor my parents, and like I'm a rule follower, so I'm going yeah. to kind of try and adhere to their rule of not playing football. And you hear them kind of like quietly bickering back and forth. And all of a sudden Monica yells like, wuss. And he's like, okay, we're going to (laughs) play. And so they all end up outside and they're kind of warming up, throwing the ball around, doing some light stretching. And they're like, you know, how do we decide who's captains? And so they say, Something about like doing bunnies. Bunny up. Bunny up. It's called bunny up. Have yeah. you ever heard that before watching this show? Um, yeah. Really? My brothers used to do it. Yeah, it's first ones to say bunny up and make the bunny noise or bunny ears. I was like, what's a bunny noise? Yeah. <laughs> Will you explain <laughs> no, that ears. to me? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, I mean, I never really used it, but like I have watched my brothers use it before. Okay. I have never heard that outside of the show, so I was just curious. But that's good to know that there are other people out there who have heard of that. So um, they, yeah, so because they're the only ones that know about Bunny Up, Monica and Ross are the only two that do it, and so they're the two captains. So this is already foreshadowing into what is going to be a competitive um a competitive game so the teams end up being monica joey and phoebe against ross chandler and rachel how we got there is sort of hilarious because rachel is very offended that she did not get picked first um by monica she's like mon I'm your best friend. And Ross is like, honey, don't worry. You're going to get picked. And then he immediately proceeds to pick Chandler as Rachel is already like half starting to like walk towards him because she's like, oh, good. And then all of a sudden she's the last one. She's like, you didn't pick me. You're stuck with me. Did you ever? (laughs) And that's like a common trope for like comedy when it comes to especially like not teen dramas, but little kids, like as they're playing, like one of the things that is kind of common is the ball game and getting picked. And it's always the, you know, loser kids that are getting picked last. Was that ever you? Did you guys, did you ever do that? Did you ever find yourself in a situation like that? Um, I'm sure I did because I was not the most, most athletic child. Okay. Um, nor am I now. I don't know why I acted like it got any different. <laughs> um, but 
I mean, I don't remember anything specific. And I, like, once I hit middle school, I didn't really do gym class anymore. So. Okay. I don't, I mean, I don't recall, like, a specific, like, I got picked last or anything. But I'm sure it happened at some point in my life. Yeah. Okay. I, I was pretty athletic, but I don't even think I really... Although maybe it's more traumatic for kids that end up in those positions because I never really remember even being in those positions. But it's probably because I was picked. You know how it's like you only notice it more when it's more traumatic for you. Otherwise, it's just like you're just playing a game with friends. But like if you're embarrassed that you didn't get picked, I'm sure that adds to like, I don't know, the, the, the trauma of the event. But um, yeah, so... Another thing that I thought, and, and let me know what you think of this, throughout throughout the entirety of this episode as we watch the friends play this game, it seems like that park is too small to have as many people as it has in it. I think that what the show was trying to do was to create the illusion like you're in New York City, of course there's going to be people hanging around in the park, but... Like, the way that the park is laid out, there's not, like, enough room for the friends to be playing, like, a full court football game, full field, you know what I mean? And, like, there's a swing set randomly, like, tucked in a corner, and then there's, like, a bench where, like, a couple is sitting with, like, a shopping bag. I'm like, it's Thanksgiving, first of all. And, like, you're sitting out on probably a chilly New York City day with a shopping bag like it just seemed like awkwardly placed I almost would have rather had nobody else in there and it would not have seemed unnormal to me I don't know did you did you even think about that it just randomly drew my attention and I could not stop looking at it um I didn't really like pay attention to the people necessarily other than the lady hanging out the window on her phone like yes I don't know why we needed a lady hanging out her window on a phone. She was um, watching. She was watching them, I think. But yeah, yeah I did see that. there's one point where they had like a close up and she wasn't even looking at them. She was looking like off in the distance. And I'm like, what are you even looking at? <laughs> um, but no, I did think and I, I did think it was a very small space. Mm-hmm. And even like, I mean, even throughout the game, like there were a few times where they've done they did a touchdown. And I'm like, are you even in the right end zone? Yeah. Because you should have ran the other direction, but they, like, never brought attention to it. So there was definitely, like, a lot of, this isn't realistic, but, I mean, I guess, like, the outdoor scenes, I feel like, were probably the hardest for them to do. Because it's not like a, like, you can't, it's like you can't really do a whole football length field. Right. Because then you wouldn't have a good shot, really. Right. Yeah. yeah, this was an interesting set because it's one of those where they don't move around a lot in this episode. It almost feels like the one where no one's ready, where it's kind of like a one shot yeah. scene because it's only the apartment and this football field. Um, and I like it. It does seem like having been obviously visited New York and been around and seen the type of parks that there are, they are usually gated and they're usually small except for obviously central park because it's like the largest plot of land that they've left for nature (laughs) um right but they are like tiny and tucked away so like it does make sense for new york it just felt really weird but this scene is is 
I don't know. I'm kind of looking at my notes and thinking this scene is, or this episode is a little harder to talk about because it is so concise and because it is one large storyline. Usually you've got several storylines where you're bopping back and forth. You've got one scene cut, two scene cut, three scene cut, and, and you're like hopping around. But this one's very largely like football field, girls apartment, football field, done you know like girls apartment um yeah but so as we're like about to start this game you've got you know phoebe in a huddle with her team she doesn't really know what she's doing um she says she knows what she's doing because she thought monica was asking her just about life in general so she said yes she does know what she's doing (laughs) with like life in general which was awesome and then you know, Chandler's like, the ball is Janice, the ball is Janice, and then goes and proceeds to kick, you know, kick Ross's shins or foot or whatever it was. And the, you know, so then they just decide to throw it. So immediately, like right off the bat, the um, Monica's team scores. It's Joey. And Monica starts talking trash. She's like, losers walk. And then Ross kicks back with losers talk. And then Chandler is like, no, <laughs> losers rhyme. Let's go. Like, let's yeah. get out of this scenario. I feel like he had a lot of good, like, one liners this entire episode. I think you're right. Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of times when Chandler is in, like, that dopey, like, depressed mode he's just like i don't have time for your crap guys yeah get it together yeah <laughs> it's, it's my favorite chandler it's it's funny that you mention you know ross and his normal um hang dog expression as we so lovingly yeah. <laughs> received Hi. from the friends reunion thank you um <laughs> that's my new favorite thing honestly um we we see him in a way that we don't normally see Ross. He's he's so competitive, and I actually kind of appreciate the liveliness of him in this episode that I don't think we normally get in many other scenarios. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And I, I didn't even write that down. I'm just now thinking of it once you kind of start talking about Ross. But we... Okay, One thing that's kind of a runner in this episode is Ross struggling with Rachel on the team. He's like, oh, yes, just go long. (laughs) We watched you try and catch it before the game began, just as like a play throw. And she's like, that almost hit me in the face. It's like, yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of where you're aiming to throw the football at someone because, you know, they're going to catch it because they don't want their face to get whacked. Right. Um, but he's he's really struggling with having her. So he's like, just go long. And so they're kind of like playing back and forth. Then all of a sudden we get the the entrance of the Dutch lady where the loose ball kind of gets away. And Joey is, you know, stopped as the lady stops the ball with her foot. And when the camera like, OK, <laughs> camera people, cameras, the panning up from the lower angled shot no one is attractive from that angle Mm, and as they showed her in that angle i audibly went (laughs) (laughs) because it was like she was looking down the the sun was like behind her face so she had this like shadowed expression and with the short hair i already don't think that she was the right type of person to be like strolling past and just hanging out with them for the day. I don't know. I thought she was a really weird addition. 
She was. It was a. I mean, I get the storyline, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, it was weird. It was a weird character. I think they only did it to bring some conflict between Chandler and Joey. Yeah. Because we've got, we've got, you know, Monica and Ross who are already like at odds. And then to just add another layer of the competitiveness between the two teams, throw in a pretty lady or, you know, what I guess is objectively pretty. I don't know. I do not think that she was like gorgeous enough to kind of stroll past him. I would have loved to see like a like a a natural looking but really like pretty like brunette New Yorker like walk by like someone who would be walking by on a Thanksgiving day in New York City. I don't know like a girl. I don't know. I just had a much different view of like why couldn't we throw someone like this like into the ring? But anyways, um, but Chandler also gets sidetracked. He comes over. He's like, okay, Joe, are you going to, oh, hello, and introduces himself. So, oh, sorry. Um, Monica then at that time is kind of, you know, come on, guys. Like, let's go. It's second down. And Ross kind of turns around. He's like, uh, it's third down. And she's like, no, it's second down. He's like, I can't believe, like, I can't believe this. She's like, what? He's like, you're still pulling the same old tricks. And she's like, what? It's second down. And he's like, all right, have as many second downs as you need. Because he obviously very clearly states that he knows it's third down. And he, she's like, I heard that. He's like, well, I said it loudly. <laughs> Honestly, I can really appreciate that that line right there. Oh, yeah. It's like classic um like sibling argument. Yeah, and like when you want to do something that's under your breath, but you actually want them to hear it. They're like, "I heard mm-hmm. that." He's like, "Yep, well, I said it loudly." So, that was the point. <laughs> um d- who did you believe in that moment? Did you believe that it was second down or third down? I believed it was third down. You believed Ross? Yeah. Me too. Which is hard because I usually would believe Monica. <laughs> I know. There's something about this like sibling rivalry where I think maybe Monica's the way that maybe it was the way even that uh, Courtney Cox played it. But how intense she is over this. You just think that yeah. Ross is in the right and Monica's in the wrong. 100%. Yeah. Um Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the guys are arguing. I'm kind of just bopping back and forth between storyline points that I wrote down. So if I miss something, just let me know. But the guys start getting into an argument about this girl because, you know, she, you know, they kind of walk away because they've got to get back to the game now that Monica and Ross have argued about which down it is. They've got to get back to the game and. They're kind of arguing. Chandler says, hey, I was thinking about getting a number. And Joey's like, well, I think it'd be, you know, a much better impression if I do it myself. Like, I think I could do it. And he's like, no, I mean, like, for me. And Joey's like, well, I was kind of talking to her first. And so it's kind of this big argument between the two. And finally, Joey lets out a, I'll let you have her. And Chandler, like, whoa, whoa. You just think that that's the only way I'm going to win is if you let me have her. And so they they kind of get into this like competitive will will like work to win her like so now the stakes are whoever wins the game gets the girl 
because they're on their, you know, separate teams. Did you also get that same kind of impression of what this new competition, this new layer to the game? I think so, but I think they were less concerned about who won the game and more concerned about who looked better while playing the game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think winning would have been a consequence of who looked the best yeah. because, like, if your team yeah. also won, then that pro- like that made you look better than the other. But you're right; it was the whole charade of the entire time of how yeah. well do we look in front of this girl. Now they kind of get back to play finally, and we've got you know Chandler. He fumbles, and then Joey comes and picks up the ball, and he rips off Joey's jersey. He's like, that's my favorite jersey. So he's like, well. Like shreds it. Yeah. Like, it, like just sh- fell apart. You can tell that they had already definitely, like, perforated where they oh, wanted the sure. tear to be. And he goes, like, that was my favorite jersey. And he's like, well, now you have two. <laughs> <laughs> None uh, of which are now wearable, but, you know, no. they're split. And I, and I got this interesting, like, idea. You've got, you know, Joey versus Chandler, Monica versus Ross. You've got Rachel and Ross who are at odds. Phoebe is the only one without beef with anyone. No. Like, she's just sailing through. She's just excited to be there. (laughs) Yeah, she's just having the time of her life. She's like, I'm actually good at this game. Yeah. She got her, like, she's had her first huddle. She's playing a team sport. She's doing really well. <clears throat> and we, as we get to this, you know, kind of first ending, so to speak, you know, the the bell rings and they throw the ball and Phoebe scores. She scores her first touchdown. She does it by herself. She's super excited about it. And they they once again start to argue, was it before or after the bell? Monica says it's before the play and in and Ross disagrees, so the teams are at odds. Now okay. go ahead. Because I think we're gonna say I, the same thing. Yeah, so I when I first watched it, I thought Ross was right and that the buzzer went off and then she did it. But I rewind rewound it and did it again, and she said hike before the buzzer went off. So technically, the play was in motion before the buzzer sounded. Yeah. Was it really close? Because I, I could have yeah. swore. It was like hike buzz, like immediately. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. So can see where the confusion is. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yes. In regular football, I believe, I'm actually going to say this as if it's a statement, because I know it is. As long as the ball is in play, it doesn't matter when the ball or when the timer runs out, the the game finishes at the completion of the play. It's not like in basketball where, well, I guess if the ball is in no. the air as you shoot. Yeah. Um as, yeah. So that as soon as as soon as like she said hike and they threw it, yeah. That means the ball is in play. So as soon as the ball ends, that's when the game's done. over. Yeah. When the play is done, that's when the game is over. So by yeah. the standards of regular football, and you're right, I I would agree with you that the bell rang after the game was in play. And once the ball was in play, you have the right to complete the play. And Phoebe caught the touchdown. So they definitely won. But they get into this argument 
And Ross does the same thing to Monica that Joey does to Chandler. He goes, okay, fine. Yeah, it's it was even, even. You scored. You win. And Monica, and Phoebe starts to celebrate because she's like, yes, it counted. Like, I'm so excited. This is my first touchdown. And Monica's like, no. <laughs> like, she <laughs> makes her stop celebrating because she realizes this is just as much of, like, an insult as it was with Chandler for Joey to say, like, fine, I'll let you have her. It's almost like Ross is saying, fine, I'll let you win. And Monica being Monica can't handle that. No, no. She has to win fair and square. Fair and square. Which she technically did. She did. But they agree that this is now the new halftime because they have to go based the turkey. And we are kind of, we get the reveal that what they'll actually be fighting for is, drumroll please, the Geller Cup. What? A troll on a two by four? Did we not just talk about trolls with my little (laughs) childhood toy? (laughs) You sure did. It was like a couple weeks ago. And I laughed out loud when I saw this troll with this matted hair. It looked all grungy. Of course, hers had been at the bottom of a lake, apparently, you know, according to the script. Mine had tire tracks all over it, but the fact that its hair was all messy, I'm like, yep, that is a classic troll. But but you're right, Chandler's like, is anybody else seeing that this is a troll stapled to a two by four? <laughs> like, what is this jankety thing? So, uh, what also annoyed me is that this random chick is now in the apartment with these people. I didn't even notice her in the apartment. Yeah, she's like all off to the left, I think between Joey and Chandler. They're on the far left-hand side of the screen as you're watching it. Sure That's enough, she's enough. like inside the apartment as Ross is looking over this this troll trophy. Troll trophy. Wow. The Geller Cup. The Geller Cup. Isn't that interesting? I was like, why would you bring her up to your, like, it's just, it's just sort of annoying how they've just kind of sticky noted her in there like yep they slapped her in the story and now she's there yeah it's so weird um okay so now that they know that they're fighting for the geller cup we are back down on the field monica must have done what she needed to do to the turkey and they are now fighting for this cup so the very first play i think because joey wants this girl you know chandler's huddle is closer to this dutch lady um he is mad about it monica's like okay just throw it to him and i'll take care of everything so the play commences and she i feel like yeah this is the moment where they get really serious yes i agree and it's like it went from being like a play football game to like a let's actually play some football and yeah they started tackling they started pantsing each other meanwhile rachel is still going real long and they're just like you can tell it's like okay we're fighting and i don't really know what we're fighting for but we're fighting (laughs) yeah yeah because all of a sudden monica takes chandler down yeah and that's when ross kind of is fed up he's like all right you want to play rough let's play rough and it's this random compilation, like you said. They're pantsing. They're tackling. They're yelling at each other. Rachel's off by herself, just standing in the distance, like, et cetera. All of a sudden, we see Rachel has a pretzel. And he's like, where did you get that pretzel? And she's like, I went real long. So long. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of this? I don't know if you've ever passed this in New York, but the next time I go there, 
um, I want to stop by this one cart and get the pretzel that they call Lot's Wife. Have you heard of this? I have heard of it. Yeah. It is. Okay. So you know how like a salted pretzel, it's, it's, you've got the pretzel and then there's a really um, cute sprinkling of salt on top. It's like, oh, that's really adorable. It's like all spaced out and you kind of like get bites with it here and now. The Lot's Wife pretzel is literally covered front to back with salt. And I love salt so much. I want to. It makes me very thirsty just thinking. About my it. mouth just watered. I want to try it so bad. I didn't even know it existed, and then I think I saw it on some like Instagram or New York City hack or something. But you go up to a cart and you order a Lot's Wife, and it's just chock full of salt. And I'm so, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. I want it so bad. Um, anyways, but it, it made me it made me laugh out loud that Rachel just had a pretzel. I love those types of pretzels. So props to you, Rachel. She was probably thinking, I mean, I'm not being used. They wouldn't even miss me if I'm gone. And sure enough, nobody did. <laughs> well, I think she did when they came back downstairs after getting the Geller Cup. She was the one that was like, aren't we going to eat dinner? Mm. Yeah, you're right. So she was like, she kind of foreshadowed, like, I'm really hungry, guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Now, the guys are still at it. Chandler tries to show Joey as dumb, um, you know, because we've got, you know, tackling happening. We've got, you know, Joey or Chandler tackled Joey after Monica tackled him. So, like, we've got a lot of tackling happen. And Chandler, like, tries to figure out, like, I'm just going to show him as dumb. And so they talked about, like, where do Dutch people come from? Um, And it just gets, like, it it gets, like, a little, like, yikes. So Ross is just thinking, you know what? I just want this to be over. Lady, both of my guys like you. Which one are you going to pick to just have, you know, general merriment with (laughs) and date or whatever? And at first, the... The, the choice of, is Chandler, and he's celebrating and kind of sticking it in Joey's face. But then he goes a little bit too far, mm, and all of a sudden yeah. the girl is like, uh, now I'm thinking I want to change my mind, and I don't want to pick anybody, and I want to get out of here. This was a terrible Thanksgiving idea. Lady, go home to your family, wherever they yes. are. Meanwhile, what are the girls doing? This scene is like three to four minutes standalone just for okay, the guys. Okay, so, yeah, right before that, so they were in huddles. So right before that, Ross made some comment and Monica was like, well, let's trade. You you take Joey and I'll take Rachel. Yes. Boys versus girls. Right. Thank and you so for they, Because I think Monica's team was winning and Ross was complaining about them winning, blah, blah, blah. And so she was like, fine, let's trade and I can show you I can still win even with an all-girl team. Um, so they were in their huddles when this happened. So the girls weren't really doing anything because I think after the whole uh, Dutch where do Dutch people come from moment they pan to the girls and Rachel's like, are you just going to make me go long like the guys do? Yeah, for sure. And, and Monica completely ignores her and starts talking about what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Rachel wants a different tactic. She's like, if I'm going to be on an all girls team, like I want to be used. Yeah. And uh, so we've got like a, what are the girls like, how are girls going to be the boys? And so we get another little comp- compilation of a few plays where we've got, you know, Phoebe flashing Chandler, the girls holding on to Rachel's legs as she chokes, you know, Joey out, trying to get him to slow down as Joey, like, 
strong arms, you know, himself to the finish line. Then Phoebe tries to flash Chandler again, but he like averts his eyes and like falls into the bush at the end of the, (laughs) you know, so we kind of see that the girls are losing now. The mm-hmm. the guys are up by two points, and this final play is going to be done in slow-mo, which is my favorite thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> when Ross's face <laughs> flashes <laughs> by the screen, it's so extra, and you know it's extra because they're also not running their fastest. Like, it's not only in slow-mo, but they're also acting in slow-mo. Um, yeah. So Ross is just acting extra you know, um, animatedly in order to kind of get the point across that he's rushing towards Monica to try and get her. Rachel has finally convinced them to let her go all the way down, you know, to the end. Um, Oh, no, no, no. No, in the play before that, I'm so sorry. In the play before that, Rachel agrees, like, gets them to, like, just use me. I'm so tired of whatever. And so the, you know, the girls you know, give it to Rachel and then, you know, it kind of obviously doesn't turn into really. No, she like obviously runs out of bounds and it's then some... comes back in bounds and just and nails Monica and I flops Monica. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's so annoying. Like they were all rushing her, you know, all three of the guys. Yeah. And so, yeah, for her to run outside, it was always annoying to me. I'm sure that there are variations of this and maybe someone didn't do it to the extent that I'm trying to communicate, but there is a very specific type of person that plays sports with people who are playing sports more seriously. And that's what they do. Like they randomly like run out of bounds or they do something random to avoid what the sport is supposed to be doing. And to people who are, you know, competitive, athletic, it's really annoying. Um, yeah. uh, Rachel would have annoyed the crap out of me at this game when she tried oh, to make an yeah. effort. Um, same, same. <laughs> so, so in this final scene right beforehand, Monica's like, and Rachel, and she's like, go long. And so she kind of knows that she's being banished <laughs> to the outskirts because it, didn't go well the last time they gave her any sort of responsibility in the gameplay. Um, so, yes, yeah, so she goes long. Ross is rushing Monica. Chandler and Joey are on Phoebe. They're, like, covering her eyes. They're, like, over yeah, her very mouth. Clearly, very clearly flag on the play. It's the whole- so funny. Like, they, they have got her down. And Rachel is just wide open. And so Monica, knowing that she's only got a few seconds, you know, before Ross comes rushing in, she throws it and Rachel catches it. It's like just as exciting as Phoebe catching it and making her own goal. And they're all celebrating. Monica's kind of like throwing shade. And then all of a sudden the guys are like, hey, but you're like five feet off of the goalpost. Like, that's so funny because it's actually down there. And they're like, so the guys are, you know, throwing the we win, we win in their face. But Phoebe smartly says, but wait a minute. If nobody actually tackled Rachel, then isn't the ball still in play? And all the friends kind of look at each other. And then who who else but Monica and Ross Ross. dive at the ball. And now they're in a forever game of, I don't know, hold the ball. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Was, yeah, basically. That was anticlimactic the way that I played that up. Whatever it is. They're just they're gonna they're gonna be in this position now. So But can we can we talk about how frustrating that moment with Rachel was though? Like I get that you're excited that you caught the ball. That's wonderful, but don't just immediately throw it on the ground. Like <laughs> Just take a couple steps backwards and you would have had a touchdown. But I think she was just so excited because she's not been doing anything all day in this I know. game. It was a very Rachel moment, but it drove me nuts because I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I get I get I get you. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um anything else about the main part of this episode before we play the tag? I don't think so. It was pretty pretty cut cut and dry yeah it was um okay so then the tag scene is you know the four of them are eating they've got their stuffing they've got the turkey they're um they're really pumped about the day i mean the girls and the guys the girls are like that was so fun i think we could do that again isn't there a league isn't there like a national football league obviously <laughs> the guys are like yeah and they're like they play on sundays and mondays and rachel's like oh man I work on Mondays as if like that's the only thing hindering right, her from playing right. the National Football League because um, they're just so illiterate when it comes to anything sports related. But they're really excited about it. And um, yeah, so they had a great time. They're, you know, talking about the food. And then, you know, Phoebe kind of throws out like, should we maybe bring some to them? And Joey's like, no, when they're hungry enough to come in, they'll come get it. So we pan to the outside, and lo and behold, Monica and Ross are still holding on to this ball. Still holding. Still holding. And it starts to snow. Yeah, which looks so peaceful. It does. And it's it's quiet outside. There is something so... I don't know if it's because snow maybe dampens sound, but... Anytime there's like a good snowfall, it does seem so quiet outside. But then all of a sudden you look at them and you see them kind of start to pull at the ball, you know, again, back and forth um, to show that there's still just as much in it as they were the first time they put their hands on that ball. Yeah. Um. Wow. Great episode. Yeah. Let me throw um, a couple of fun facts at us before we get into our episode rating system. The first one I want to say, because we just talked about it, the uncut DVD version of this episode has a different ending. Did you know this? I didn't. Okay. So this different ending, Ross and Monica decide to toss the Geller cup down the garbage chute. Phoebe is at the bottom catching it for Monica, but as she's about to leave, Ross walks in to claim it for himself. Also in the uncut DVD version, when Phoebe asks uh, Marka, Marga, to set the timer, she calls Phoebe beefy. And when Monica trades Joey for Rachel, she says, that's great. There goes my last shred of self-esteem. <laughs> so those are good. Um, okay. So in this episode, Phoebe wears a That Girl t-shirt. I loved her t-shirt in this episode. Yeah. It was so great. So... That girl, it was in 1966. Um, it was from 1966. The star of that girl is Marlo Thomas, who plays Rachel's mom. So I that's a good. I knew that. That's a good little crossover. Um, yeah. 
The two children on the swings, which we talked about in this episode, are Marta Kaufman's children. Okay. Um, Susanna Midnight, credited as Susanna Voltaire, is the actress who played Marka. Um, beside all the confusions and arguments among the fans about her Dutch accent, it was never cleared whether she was actually Dutch or from the Netherlands or not, due to the fact that neither the casting directors nor the crew um, or the members of the crew were aware of the fact that the actress was really from the United States and does not have an accent. She added the fake accent to audition for the mar- the part of Marka. Later, when they found out she was American, the entire crew was shocked. Really? So she came in wow. with her accent and they didn't even know it. Oh, that's crazy. That's funny. Um, it- okay. This, this kind of makes sense to me because it doesn't seem like a real one. The park that the uh, friends played football in was not filmed outside in a real park. It was actually a specially designed set made for this episode in a soundstage across from where the regular episodes were filmed. When Joey says he should, they should pick captains, Chandler says, and then Tennille's. The captain and Tennille were a 70s pop duo who sang Love Will Keep Us Together and many other hits. What is it? Tenilles? Is that what he said? Or am I pronouncing Tenias? 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 I don't. I, I remember him saying it, but I don't remember how he said it. No, I can't remember how he said it either. Um, Joey's Maroon number 22 jersey is for 1984 Heisman Trophy winner Doug Flutie from Boston College. Both BC and Matt LeBlanc share a hometown of Newton, Maryland. Um, a couple more here. The Thanksgiving Day NFL game they're watching at the beginning of the episode is actually the Minnesota Vikings at New York Giants game from September 29th, 1996. While there's a touchdown score called for the Giants right before halftime on the episode, the only touchdown for the Giants that day was a third quarter one yard rush. So they used a real game, but they kind of faked where the actual touchdown was located Mm. uh the oh wow the geller cup consists of a troll doll placed on a block of wood which chandler so lovingly pointed out the now they they have a word here it's like gajol troll um g j o with a slash through it l gajol joel i don't know troll was a popular Danish toy in the 90s featuring trolls in multiple outfits and hair hair colors. The toy's countless iterations were often collected by customers. Sorry, consumers. The troll doll fad eventually faded before re-emerging in popular culture with the animated movie Trolls in 2016. With this episode, Chandler will have seen all three girls' breasts. What? (laughs) Phoebe, this is crazy. Phoebe flashes Chandler to distract him when playing football, which we saw. In season one, episode 13, the one with the boobies, Chandler saw Rachel's when he walked in on her after the shower. In season four, oh, okay, it will, it, it's one of, one of him seeing all three. In season four, episode 24, the one with Watson's Eddie, part two, he and Monica start sleeping together, um, and that's where you see, that's where he sees her breast for the first time. Um, and then... Uh, they they add this little fun fact in here. They say Monica threw the snap after the buzzer. <laughs> so she didn't. No, after after. Oh, and, and if you re if you rewatch it, she says hike buzz. 
I watched it twice. Okay, no, no, no. Double check. They're saying through the snap after the buzzer. Like, she actually threw it after the buzzer, not the game was in play after the buzzer. Okay. I guess, oh, now that that's in there. So I guess, yeah, like, I thought as long as, I thought it was always as long as the ball was in motion. Because once she has the ball, it's in motion. Because it had to be snapped to her. All right. For those of you football-loving fans out there. (laughs) Which we clearly are not. (laughs) Is it... Is it at hike or after the snap that puts the ball into play? We need to know. For the yeah, please let us know. credibility of the winner of this game in real life. Because, yeah, we're... we're it's st- just important. We need to know. Struggling. The Geller Cup hangs on the line. Hint, hint, what? Geller Cup hangs on the line. Yeah. Not that we Geller, have one. Yeah. Killer cup. Hangs on the line. Um, all right. Let's, uh, okay, let's uh, rate the system. Rate the system. Rate, rate sorry, the episode. <laughs> episode rating system. <laughs> I read those two together. Let's rate this episode, Llewellyn. What, what would you say? Uh, okay, well... It's a Thanksgiving episode, so I feel like I'm going to be generous. Yep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Even though it really wasn't that great of an episode, it is iconic because it was Thanksgiving. And like you said, it's one of the Thanksgiving ones that I feel like we remember most. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to give it a how you doing. Oh, that's not as generous as I thought you were going to (laughs) do. Oh, well, I was thinking Unagi, but I decided to go up one because it's Thanksgiving. Um, the storylines themselves weren't the greatest and none of them really like move anything along. Um, but I do think it was just funny. And like you had mentioned, like we got to see Ross in a different kind of light that I feel like you and I could like him more as. Mm-hmm. Um and it's always fun to get, like, to pin friends against each other for little things. So I think that was just cool. And it's a Thanksgiving episode. I love I love good holiday episodes. And I feel like friends really played the holidays well. So, yeah, I'll give it that. Nice. Um, okay. That's not as generous as I thought. Um, <laughs> this is a weird one where I feel like... For me personally, the, I don't know if it's nostalgia or just the familiarity of this specific Thanksgiving episode, it's going to override a lot of the negative things that I could say about this one. I'm actually going to give it a seven, seven, seven. Wow. And it's strictly because it's this this episode i mean it is one of the most well-known thanksgiving episodes i feel like for me personally i mean i've been waiting for this thanksgiving episode already and and we have like seven other seasons to go and i was like when are we getting to the one with the football (laughs) like i just feel like it's one that's very well known they're still young um but yeah i I like it a lot. There is a lot that I could say that's negative, i.e. there's not a lot of storylines. It doesn't move anything forward at all. I think this Dutch girl or the fake Dutch girl, apparently, because she's not actually 
really Dutch and there's hoopla over her accent. Like, I think her addition was really dumb. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I appreciate it for the sibling rivalry, but it just it is a fun episode. I love seeing Phoebe being able to kind of be involved and win and love it. Um, I thought Rachel was hilarious having to go deep and then just getting herself a pretzel. I'm like, I feel that. Like, you go, girl. Um, so I, I like it just for the fact that it is it is this episode. I guess there's nothing really more um, because there's not. I don't know. It's it's a really weird rating for me, but I'm going to I'm sticking to it. Wow. There's very it's very rare that Leanne goes above my ratings. It's it's very true. I guess I'm just like I feel like sometimes me and you flip-flop though. There was I think there was, was a time where all of a sudden every episode you were rating like lower than me consistently. And I was like, "What is happening? I feel like these are awesome episodes and you're like, they suck." <laughs> like what (laughs) and then we vice versa again so i kind of like that though because it brings obviously a little bit of of difference and i think me and you both have kind of a baseline that we rate by um so anyways um all right so let's get to our post show wrap up i have got a social media spotlight for you here (laughs) i love the sound effects um, this is from a Instagram called that period marvelous period show. Um, that is the Instagram handle. Um, their name on this handle is called everything Marvel, uh, which Llewellyn and I already love. Um, awesome. <laughs> love it. So they, um, reached out to us and said, Hey, I just started listening to your podcast and I immediately fell in love. The way you relate the series to your real life incidents is amazing. And also I love your voices. (laughs) That's so sweet. Cause I know for dang sure that I hate my own voice and I'm sure Llewellyn hates her own voice. So thank you. Um, they said, I will definitely complete it and look forward to more episodes. Lots of love from India. Um, we, we made sure to respond back, obviously, and we just said we're both also huge Marvel fans, so. Yes, we are. Um, love that. Thank you, everything Marvel. Um, if you want to go check out, they've got a lot of Marvel content on their, um, Instagram handle. Again, that period, marvelous period show. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, now we've got a recommend to a friend. Llewellyn, do you have anything? Yes. Um, sure. Um, only because I had this for dinner tonight and it's just right there on my brain. Oh, nice. Um, it's nothing fancy. I. It's one of those things that I keep in my freezer a lot just because if I, you know, those nights where you like just don't really want to cook, but you also don't want to eat junk. Hmm. So you're like what can I make that's super quick? So that's why I keep these around. Um, if you guys don't have a Trader Joe's in your area, I highly apologize because they're <laughs> an incredible store. Um, and if you ever get a chance to go to one, do it. Um, but enough delay. I And there's two kinds, actually. I always get either their vegetable fried rice or their chicken fried rice. And I'm not a huge, like, fried rice person in general, but it literally, from freezer to time you eat it, takes five minutes to Ooh, cook. Ooh, nice. And it's, like, 
just filling enough where you don't feel like super full and like you just ate something really heavy, but like you feel satisfied. Mm. So yeah, I had the vegetable fried rice tonight because I'm trying to eat less meat. Um, and it was delicious and I'm satisfied and now I don't have to eat anything else later. So I recommend Trader Joe's frozen vegetable or chicken fried rice. Very nice. That sounds really good. Um, all right. My recommend to a friend is um, maybe it's maybe it's not something physical. It's more of like an idea. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Let works. me explain. I realized um, a little bit ago, and I'm going to be candid in just ways that are hilarious, I think. I feel like I have arrived in the realm of being depressed. And I was always kind of like, hey, Leanne, pull up yourself by your bootstraps. Like, you'll be fine. Walk it off. Um, But I realized that there were some things in my life that I was um, doing just out of obligation and not even obligation to anyone but my own self. Um, Maybe one of those practical things being like podcasts that I listen to. I had a lot of podcasts on there that were like not self-help, but just ones that you want to um, learn and grow and change and like make yourself be better and 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 more um, more things that geared on like, how can I fix myself? How can I be a better person? Which are all good things. But I was realizing that I was always only listening to those because of obligation to myself to listen to them. But the the episodes and podcasts that I was really enjoying were the ones that were fun. Things like the Office Ladies podcast, you know, like hopefully for some of you, it might be this podcast where you just listen to us ramble for 45 minutes to an hour and 15. Um, (laughs) It just varies greatly. Um, Just podcasts that I like listening to for fun. Um, You know, uh, the just listening to a bunch of them today. Case File and Sword and Scale, like, you know, true crime podcasts and um how stuff works podcasts with the stuff you should know i just there's a lot of things that i just liked listening to for fun and i realized that that kind of sentiment had dripped over into my reading when i was a kid i used to love reading i mean i would read a nancy drew book a night no joke every night i would read an entire nancy drew book and i loved it but once you kind of graduate high school or you start having you know mandatory reading I just got into this rut where all I read now is books that are, you know, they're self-help related. Obviously, they're not just self-help, but it's just books that you learn and grow and they're, you know, helping in nature and encouragement. But there's nothing that I read for fun. I was like, you know what? I I was um, traveling by um, airplane when I went up to not just see Llewellyn, but to move my stuff to Michigan. I had a flight and I realized that I have not read something just for fun since I was like in middle school. And so at the airport paying full, well, knowing that I was paying full price, um, I bought the book um, Bridgerton, The Duke and I, which I know is a Netflix series that I have watched. Is it based on the, is the movie or show based on the book? It's loosely based. I feel like, and I don't know this for sure. I haven't Googled it, but there are... 
think there's like six to eight books in the Bridgerton series. The Duke and I is the first book, which is what the which is largely what the Bridgerton series on Netflix is based off of. But there's a lot of additional storyline in the Bridgerton series that is not in, at least that I have found, that is not listed in the book itself that has to do with her siblings and their side stories that I have a feeling comes from the other Bridgerton series books that might have been woven in. So I'm really excited to kind of, you know, jump into this series as a whole. So I'm not necessarily recommending Bridgerton, The Duke and I, although ladies, if you want like a hot romance book, like go for it. (laughs) But I'm more just recommending an idea. If you are somewhat like me, where you have found that you do a lot of things out of obligation and self-growth motivated, you know, reading, listening to certain podcasts, then I would just encourage you to Buy a, what is it, fiction? Fiction is fake, right? Yes. I always get that mixed up. Buy a fiction book that you've always wanted to read that you've just never found the time to read because you have obligations to yourself to read other types of books. Just buy the dang book and start reading it at night instead of binging Netflix or Hulu or, you know, Peacock TV or whatever streaming services that you've got wherever you are. Um, Just buy a dang fiction book that you've wanted to read or buy one based on the cover that you see that seems interesting and just read it for fun. Give yourself the space and the time to do something that you just want to do for entertainment. Um, Those personal growth books will always be there. So I highly recommend getting a fiction book to a friend. Nice. (laughs) That's it. Nice. Thanks. All right, friends, you heard it here. (laughs) Vegetable fried rice and fiction books. (laughs) Fried rice and fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. We're so white. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. uh, All right, guys. And we're going to sign off. So next week we will cover the one where Rachel quits. Oh, yeah. I should have said that. I'm so sorry. That's all right. (laughs) So until then, we will catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast.